you miss Canty and Carlin? It is Monday Night Football coming up. Two games tonight. That's Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Mr. Canty, Mm. we have got two games this evening. The first game, the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans up in Buffalo. We just got the inactives. Gabe Davis is officially inactive tonight for the Bills. Now, we were both talking about this game earlier in terms of, you know, maybe our play of the day Mm. and the idea that you could pound the Bills tonight. Does this change your mind at all without Gabe Davis, who really is emerging as a terrific receiver? No, and I wasn't saying that you could pound the Bills. I was saying the Bills are going to pound the Titans. No, I'm saying I could pound the Bills on betting. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. And no, Jump that, on the Bills, pound oh, okay. them, in other words. No, okay. Well, Financially I th- I thought, pound them. I thought you were talking about strategy, because I no. anticipate the Bills no. pounding the Titans. No, you got to no, no. remember this, Carlin. The <laughs> Bills ain't played since last Thursday when the regular season kicked off. I mean, taking my Monday, wallet and And they got a them. Monday night game. Think about all of the rest that they've gotten. They're going to be ready to go, man. And they look sharp against the Rams. And the Titans is another one of those teams that they've kind of had a little bit of a rivalry brewing the last couple of years. So I anticipate the Bills giving this Tennessee bunch their best shot. And let's be honest, Tennessee did not look great in week one no. against the New York Giants. No, they did not. They, they couldn't run the ball, and they couldn't stop the run. And this Buffalo Bills team is a physical outfit on the defensive side of the ball. Remember, they upgraded the interior of that defense this offseason, adding Daquan Jones, and they added Jordan Phillips. Those guys are going to be a handful, not to mention Von Miller coming off the edge. And should we point out the fact that Taylor Lewan has been dealing with an injury all week yeah. and hasn't practiced? I, I'm just, um, all I'm simply saying is, Colin, that could be a problem for this Tennessee Titans offense. And I said this when the Buffalo Bills acquired Von Miller. Colin, I felt like Von Miller had a chance to be for the Buffalo Bills what Charles Haley was for the Dallas Cowboys in the early 90s. A guy that had won a couple of championships and comes over and teaches a young locker room how to do high-level winning, it feels like the Bills are well on their way. Now, we'll have to see what happens because I know Tredavious White is not playing. Dane Jackson's going to be filling in. So that's something to watch with the secondary for the Buffalo Bills. But the secondary for the Titans got some problems too because Christian Fulton is going to be out of this game. So mm-hmm. how are they going to manage dealing with Stephon Diggs, who plays well against the Titans? So no Harold Landry. That's another big piece that's missing from your past defense. I don't know. It could be a big night for Josh Allen, even without Gabe Davis, because he's got plenty of targets to get the football to. Now, he does uh, – in fact, he is active, uh, Taylor Lewan, But that doesn't mean, having not practiced all week, that he's anywhere near 100%. That's my point. Yeah. I yeah. know, I know, yeah. I know. But just to make it official, he is uh, active for the game tonight. Now, having... He might wish that he wasn't active for the game after Von, mm. Miller, after Von Miller lines up against him. I'd rather, you know. Did you, did you see Von Miller against Joe Nopoom? I did. It was, it was. I don't think Joe saw it, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> Von Miller. It was, it was a not boom. He either, he either went around him or he saw it from when he was on his back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I This, to me, just, I mean, I hate to use the word. Lacadini? Are you going to do it? Lockadini. Ah, there it is. There it is. There it is. The big fella going with the Lockadini. Lock it up. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I had to tweet at our very own Christine Lisi. I said Bills by a million tonight. <laughs> like, I don't even know what the spread is. What's the line on this game? I think it's 10. 
Uh, it, it could be 16. I'd still take the Bills. Let me double check it yeah. while we uh, have the chance. But my last look, it was uh, Bills minus 10 uh, in this game. We will get the updated for you here for uh, Caesar Sportsbook. But yeah. look, there, there's – Chris, the other thing, too, and you can tell me if I'm wrong because, again, I'm I'm basing it off of one game, right? mm-hmm. okay? But the way the Bills played last week, this looks like a team that is an angry bunch. Yeah, It, it looks like a team – that, you know, there have been several teams over the years that just plow through opponents during the regular season. And this Bills team has a feel like it could be that kind of game. It is a 10-point spread tonight currently yeah. on Caesar Sports. I wouldn't be surprised the closer we get to kickoff, we see more money coming in on the Bills just because I'm, I'm that confident that they're going to take care of their business. Here's the thing, Carlin, and you're bringing up the confidence level that we're seeing this Bills team play with. I had a chance to talk to Greg Rousseau last week, yeah, and he was saying they expected that performance against the Rams. That wasn't a surprise to them. That was a surprise to everybody else. That wasn't a surprise to them. When you think about the way he played, guys like Boogie Basham, Jordan Phillips, Von Miller, I mean, they got a lot of playmakers in their front seven. We always talked about how good their secondary is with those two safeties. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, but they got playmakers in their front seven now, and those young guys that they're relying on for pass rush, they're starting to come into their own. Listen, this is something that the Bills did that was exceptionally underrated and that they are working on through development of players, those guys in particular. Boogie Basham, you didn't see him on the field last year. No. Uh, Same thing with uh, A.J. Epinesa. You didn't see him very much at all. And then, uh, who was the third one? Um, Greg Rousseau. Greg Rousseau from uh, Miami, Miami. Yep. who re- people remember there was a big deal about him before the draft because he sat out the last year like Micah Parsons did, but again, you know, played sparingly because they're developing. And that happens with guys in the league that become really good players mm-hmm. that I think people forget about sometimes. That rookie year does become about development. The first year or two, yeah. the Bills do it very well. They do it very well, not to mention the guy that they got under center. Oh, yeah. Might be the best quarterback in all of football on any given Sunday. Oh, yeah. That, that's how good he is. Only uh, concern I have with the Bills, that offensive line. We'll have to see if they can hold up. Game two. Uh, you've got the Vikings visiting the Eagles. Eagles are three-point favorites in that game. Are the Vikings for real? Yeah. I think they might yeah. be, too. Yeah. I, nobody in that division scores points easier than the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And to me, I think that's how the NFC North is going to be won. The Vikings can play good defense, too, just like the Packers, the Bears, and the Lions. But the Vikings score so easy. And the thing that's got to be maddening if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan is that the guy that you're worried about the most, Justin Jefferson, oh, could have been on your team. And, you and just, instead, oh. you took Jalen Rager. Oh. Think about that, Carlin. There have been decisions. You know, it's funny. They won a Super Bowl. But Howie Roseman has made a lot of questionable decisions over the year, <laughs> over the years. Andre Dillard. Oh, boy. Uh, they picked um, Derek Barnett when they could have taken Jonathan Allen on the defensive line. That was questionable. Who in was the guard? Was it Danny Watkins? Uh, First round pick. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. That was a terrible pick. Uh, yeah. There have been some bad ones. Oh my god. There have been some really bad ones from the Eagles, and not only that, but at receivers. I mean, JJ Ortega Whiteside. Oh, that was a bad one. Too. That was. A, I don't know if he was a first, but he was. He was a second, a second round pick, but you could have had DK Metcalf. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> same thing. Obviously, the year later with Rager. 
I mean, yep. they just have had some real doozies. Yeah. And, and well, look, realized- Devontae Smith has actually worked out pretty well, but everybody loved Devontae Smith. Loved Devontae Smith. Yeah. So, and he's got A.J. Brown to work with. And listen, <laughs> if I were Howie, I would have traded away that first-round pick anyway because I was going to screw it up on a wide receiver. Exactly. <laughs> I, you know, the new Matt Millen. But I tell you will. what, A.J. Brown looked outstanding in his debut with the Philadelphia Eagles. Set a franchise record for yep. a receiver making his debut. 10 that, catches that's the for thing about Roseman is that he's very good at making those kinds of trades that he's aggressive on that will make a difference for his team or the guys uh, like getting Gardner Johnson in the, in the uh, secondary. Oh, that wasn't even that the was best secondary. Steal. That wasn't even the best secondary that move that he made all No, season. it wasn't, the but James, it was a late one. The James Bradbury signing. Oh, it was fantastic. After the Giants cut him, it that was, was absolutely outstanding. Fantastic. Who you got tonight in that game? I'm still rolling with the Eagles because I picked the Eagles to win the division and to make some noise in the playoffs. So I'm rolling with the Eagles, but I'm not saying it with my chest. I got the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, so I'll go with the Eagles tonight. You saying it with your chest? I could see the Eagles losing this game tonight. Yeah, you're not putting no money on this one. Oh, no. 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 But maybe you got a little hint of what the play of the day might be. Tonight, it's a keep it simple, stupid. Ooh, okay. All That's right. That's what we're doing. I hear you. Canteen little, Carlin. Little tease. ESPN Radio. ESPN Plus. Now, we already gave you... The really five great things that you saw in week one, because I am Mr. Positive, I am Mr. Sunshine. So Canty this week is going to give you the bottom five things that you saw in week one that he saw specifically. And let's be honest, he had a lot to choose from. He could make all five about the Ravens secondary, and it wouldn't be questioned at all. But this, this was a hard list to whittle down. How do I know? Mitch Trubisky isn't on it. That's how I know. Great point. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Moments ago, we gave you the Monday Night Football preview. It was brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Earlier in the show, I gave it the top five things that you saw in week two of the NFL. Yeah. Of course, that means if there's top five... There's a bottom five, and Canty shall enlighten us. Here's Canty with the bottom five. All right. Yeah, so I'm dumpster diving this week with the bottom five. Carlin was in the penthouse. I'm in the gutter with the garbage juice. But let's kick off this bottom five with number five. Number five. Gunnar Olszewski coming through for the play of the day for the New England Patriots. (laughs) 
<laughs> Only problem is he doesn't play for the Patriots anymore. He plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This happened late in the third quarter at Heinz Field. Patriots holding a 10-6 lead. The Patriots had to punt. And the punt hits Olszewski in the face. Now, Carlin, you had a front row seat to watching this happen. And unfortunately, this was the demise of the Pittsburgh Steelers' chances at being able to win their home opener. But, I mean, New England recovered the ball at the 10-yard line. Of course, they're going to punch it in at point-blank range. They go up 17-6. to And because both teams are offensively challenged, you knew at 17-6 that that was probably going to be the end of the Pittsburgh Steelers having any chance in that game. Accurate, all of the above. There we go. Keeping it moving to number, number four. four. All right. Hackett does it again. Nathaniel Hackett. He might as well have been Buddy Hackett on the sidelines yesterday <laughs> because, again, in the third quarter late with his team down three points to the Texans, which is a problem in and of itself, Nathaniel Hackett decides that he's going to take a delay of game penalty at his own 36-yard line, which moves the ball back to the 41 and, yeah, I don't want to kick a 59-yard field goal at mile high, so I'm going to punt it away. Now, for context, he tried to kick a 64-yard field goal last week against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle, Carlin, to tie the game. He didn't want to kick a 59-yard field goal at mile high stadium? I, I just I don't understand it. And here's the thing, Carlin. All of this, while he still has three timeouts in his back pocket, if you don't know what you want to do, Take a timeout. Oh, wait. We saw this movie before. He didn't know what he wanted to do. Didn't take a timeout, even though Peyton Manning was begging him to on the Manning cast in Monday night week one. (laughs) So, Buddy Hackett, I mean, excuse me, Nathaniel Hackett, congratulations. You made the list for a second consecutive week. Going to number three. I don't know about that. Number three. I know he's not a good coach. Number three. Do we have Number three. There we go, Evan. Nick Chubb Flub. Yes, of course, I had to bring this back up because the Browns were up 24-17, to and all they needed to do is run the clock out there on the other side of the two-minute warning, and the Jets had no timeouts. Nick Chubb makes a guy miss on the outside. He's waltzing into the end zone, and I think it was at that moment that he crossed the goal line where he realized he probably made a mistake because you gave the Jets an opportunity to get the ball back. Now, there was... An unforeseen sequence of events, improbable, if you will, because the Jets have to score a touchdown and they got to get an onside kick. But they were able to do both of those things thanks to a blown coverage by the Cleveland Browns secondary, Corey Davis walking into the end zone, and then Amari Cooper having the onside kick bounce off of his chest and plays later Garrett Wilson in the end zone for a touchdown. And unlike the kicker for the Cleveland Browns, the New York Jets kicker actually made the point after attempt to win the game. So... Not the best debut for Brownie the Elf on the middle of the field. Uh, tough for Cleveland, and that's why they are on the bottom five list. Number two. Number two. Matt Ryan and the Colts. Matt Ryan or the Colts. Ooh. Matt Ryan plus the Colts. I, I don't even know how we do this. The Colts. Indianapolis. Indianapolis professional football is god-awful right now. They're terrible. They are the garbage juice down in Jacksonville yesterday. Yeah. That's that you know what garbage juice, Carlin? Yes. That liquid at the bottom ah. of the trash. That is the Indianapolis Colts. Carlin, 218 total yards of offense, Carlin. 200 You don't have to practice to have 218 yards of total offense. Another multi-turnover game for Matt Ryan. He threw three picks yesterday. And the lollipops that he threw to Devin oh. Lloyd and Andre Sisco. I mean, th- those number, are just throws number. that a pro quarterback can't make. And I know Evan's trying to rush me along by no, playing the number me. one sounder. <laughs> I, I accidentally mean, hit But it. I got to talk about how bad 
the Indianapolis Colts were. Carlin, I know it's early, but I'm going to go ahead and take the L on this one. I was dead wrong about the Indianapolis Colts. I thought they were going to win the AFC South going away. Carlin, the silver lining if you're a Colts fan sitting here today is that you're not going to have quarterback problems long because you're going to be in the running for the number one overall pick. Congratulations, Colts fans. Wow. Number one. Number one. I'm a former Raven, so it doesn't make me feel good to have to do this to my guys. Mm -hmm. But when you go into the fourth quarter and you're up three touchdowns against a Tua Tagovailoa coach team or quarterback team, I would expect that you were going to win that game. You go in up three touchdowns and you let Tua throw for four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That is absolutely abysmal. Marcus Williams, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, all of you should be ashamed of yourself because you threw away what was a career game by Lamar Jackson and made the headlines coming out of yesterday from Baltimore all about Tua being the franchise quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. What it should have been about, why haven't the Baltimore Ravens paid Lamar Jackson? That's how good Lamar Jackson was yesterday, but nobody's talking about it because the secondary was god-awful. Just atrocious and painful. How do these guys get that wide open down the field with a three-touchdown lead? It's maddening, and I can't imagine what that was like for that football team, having to watch that again after having lived it up close. Look, Wake Martindale and John Harbaugh may not have gotten along toward the end, and it probably was time to go. Yeah. But Mike McDonald, not exactly getting it done. Yeah. Mike McDonald, good singer, not necessarily a great defensive coordinator. Was he a good singer? (laughs) (laughs) Keep forgetting. (laughs) I'm sure the Ravens secondary would like to forget yesterday. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. By the way, that was me hitting the buttons by accident. It's like... I got the fat fingers from texting. You, you were fat-handed, like yes. the defensive coordinator for the Ravens yesterday. You're exactly. fat-handed. It's like when I type something yeah. on my phone and it gets autocorrected. You're, you're, you're Nathaniel the... Hackett over there yeah. with the board. Oh, my God. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. So, do we owe Tua an apology? Oh, find out if he will get it in just moments. I promise you'll get an answer to the question. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Hey, congratulations to Tua Tungabailoa. 469 yards, six touchdowns, 
with the 469, he joins a very, very, very bloated club of 50 quarterbacks who have ever thrown for 469 yards. But congratulations on joining the likes of Matt Schaub and Vince Ferragamo and the likes of Elvis Gerbach and the likes of Billy Volick. So how many quarterbacks have thrown for that kind of yardage? Uh, let me see here. 50! 50? Yes. Okay, because you've had 47 games in which quarterbacks have thrown for six or more touchdowns. Oh, and so all, that's not special that's either. That's not special either. I mean, okay. Nick Foles is on that list. Nick Foles you, on this list, too. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky is on that list. Ooh. Matt Flynn is on that list. I got Matt Flynn here, too. Tommy Kramer? Is he I on got the list? Tommy on that there list. You yeah. so, I mean, you, you got, got, you got, got Can I raise you a Kyle Orton? Is he on that Kyle list? Kyle Orton is not on that oh, list. Oh, Kyle Orton. Kyle Orton did not make that list. Who can forget September 26, 2010 against the Colts? <laughs> not me for sure. Not, Not at me. all. Not at all. Jake Plummer? Come on. No Look. Jake Plummer on the list. Sorry. Look, here's the deal. All right. We get it. He did what he was supposed to do yesterday, and he hit receivers when he needed to. But let's not make more of this than we are. We're comedically referencing this. I mean, if you want to call it comedically. But the point is simply that. Tua Tonga-Vailoa is not all of a sudden definitively the answer as a franchise quarterback. But it was his best game as a professional quarterback. And I think that's the step in the right direction that everybody in Miami was waiting on. Because coming into this season, the biggest question mark was, do we have a quarterback or not? Okay, we went out and we got a left tackle. We went out and we got a center. We went out and we got Cedric Wilson. We went out and we got Tyreek Hill. They drafted Jalen Waddle two years ago. They've put all of these pieces around him. Did I mention the running backs, Chase Edmonds, that they went out and got him? I mean, did I did I talk about those guys that they put in the backfield? They got all of these pieces in order to help Tua realize his full potential. And, Carlin, I think with the combination of skill position players, like it's the perfect storm, and then you throw in the middle of that Mike McDaniel, who's bringing over a scheme from San Francisco that is quarterback friendly. I think you're going to get the best out of Tua. He's still clearly a quarterback that has some limitations, especially with his arm talent. But if he can play within the scheme and avoid mistakes, i.e. turnovers and poor game management, then I think you're talking about the Miami Dolphins being a playoff outfit. The other running back I was thinking about was Raheem Mostert. So Mm -hmm. they got Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds in their backfield. This is a pretty good outfit. This is a pretty good supporting cast around your quarterback. And, Carlin, the most impressive part about what I saw yesterday – from that Miami Dolphins offense, it wasn't the fact that Tua threw six touchdown passes. Their offensive line only allowed Tua to be touched three times in that game. Wow. One sack. That's a great number. The quarterback was only contacted three times, Carlin. Three times. Sacked once. That's an amazing number. That makes a difference, man. Yeah. That makes a difference. But can we ju- just at least be honest about what the situation was yesterday? What we got? They, being the Ravens, went up three touchdowns with one play left in the third quarter for the Dolphins and somehow allowed Tua to go for 229 yards and four touchdowns the rest of the way. Uh, As much as you want to credit Tua for it, at the very least, we have to uh, just as much blame what happened on the Ravens because you cannot have receivers running free down the field wide open, wide open. I mean, the one thing you don't do is allow 
uh, any receivers to get behind you with that kind of lead. But I thought this was a great point you made earlier that I had not thought of. You know, Marcus Peters is one of the guys who allowed one of those things to happen. And why did it happen? Because Marcus Peters was hunting interceptions. Marcus Peters was trying to get his stats up. He checked gangster, playing outside of the scheme, got his eyes in the backfield. No business there, especially when you're lined up across the fastest man in the NFL. Yep. Why are you looking in the backfield if you're covering Tyreek Hill? Should not happen. Marcus Williams, I don't know if he was hunting a third interception, Carlin, but it was clearly a coverage bust between him and the corner. That can't happen. You got these guys getting behind you, and you know that this is the fastest receiver tandem in the NFL. You stay as deep as the deepest, and you make Tua check it down. So what if you got to rally and tackle it? So what if you give up the yards? It doesn't matter. The only way they can beat you is with big plays off of quick strikes. That's it. And that's exactly what they allowed her to do. Four touchdown passes in one quarter of football. That's not what you're used to seeing from the Baltimore Ravens defense. But over the last 19 games, no defense has given up more pass yards than the Baltimore Ravens. That's a problem that they got to get fixed because their personnel is much too good for that to be the case in terms of the lack of production. It's maddening to see that happen. And and as much as you want to really crown Tua, be careful, man, because I'll tell you what, the Ravens allowing that to happen, that is the kind of loss that really can come back and bite you later when we're talking about conference records and we're talking about tiebreakers in an exceptionally competitive AFC. That is they'll a, win that division, though. They, they probably... They'll win that division. I mean, we say that now. They'll win that division. Mm. They'll Out of the teams that we've seen through two weeks in that division... Through two weeks, they've been the best one. They'll win that but division. But that was pretty bad. But that, that gives you an idea of where that AFC North is right now. Yeah. It's in pretty rough shape. Not as good as the AFC West. No, it is not. <laughs> not close to it. Not close to it. Yeah. But, but look, all of that included in what's going on here... I give two a credit. He did it. He had a good game. He yep. hit open receivers, and I yep. think he did exactly what his head coach, de facto offense coordinator Mike McDaniel, wanted him to do. Carlin, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to give credit to Tua for making the right plays, but it also has a hell of a lot to do with the supporting cast. Here's the thing that I didn't realize, Carlin. Average yards of separation per completion. What? So, so the number of yards he's open by. Yes. Yeah. 3.7 yards through two games. That's the average. That's good for eighth in the National Football League. Wow. Carlin, that's damn good. He's got receivers that can get open, and he can hit them, and that's what matters. And if that's the scheme, then they're going to win a whole lot of games. Bottom line is here's the question, because you put it pretty well there. Tua can play within the system. He cannot make mistakes and play to his best, and Mike McDaniel will get the best out of him. But here's what we don't know yet, and if you're a Miami Dolphins fan and you're saying you do know, you don't. So stop. You don't. Is Tua's best good enough? Is Tua's best good enough? You do not know the answer to that yet because nobody knows the answer to that yet. But what they're saying is for Lamar Jackson to have a career day, and Tua still find a way to win that game? Head-to-head, maybe he doesn't have to be a top-five, top-six quarterback in order to beat top-five, top-six quarterbacks in the conference. All right, but let's be clear. For anybody who wants to now proclaim that Tua's better than Lamar Jackson... Oh, no, nobody's going to say that. Well, no, there are people in Miami who will say it, and that's dumb. 
No, that's, that's, that's dumb. That's dumb. It's that's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We have got the opportunity to make you some money, and we feel like we owe you a little something because it hasn't quite gone as planned recently, last couple of days. But we get back on the beam tonight, and we're going to go with the old mantra. Keep it simple, stupid. And this stupid man will keep it simple for you next. And hopefully, we got a lock and <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Get out your pens and get ready to place your wages. Next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It was one unfortunate circumstance yesterday uh, after the Cardinals won their game. Kyler Murray went over to celebrate with a couple of Cardinals fans in Vegas. And apparently, well, not apparently, I've seen the video and I'll retweet it here uh, in just a minute. Uh, A fan went, as he was slapping the hand of a Cardinals fan in the end zone, uh, front row seats, a Raiders fan reached across and smacked him in the side of the face. And Kyler kind of started to walk away and then realized what had happened and kind of went back a little bit, but his teammates grabbed him. He wasn't going back at him hard or anything. No, but he went back to try to point him out with the staff at the stadium so they could make sure they got the guy. Yes. And look, I'm sorry. You know, the the NFL's investigating it and all that. All, all I know is, and, and I think the Vegas police are actually investigating yes, it too. Yes, they are. But, Chris, I mean, that's just, there's no place for it. There's, and I'm not, you know, that's not exactly the twi- the uh, take of the year, but come on. I mean, just be better than this. And, and here's what's even dumber to me is the guy is clearly being an idiot on purpose because he's got his phone out and he's got a big dumb smile on his face. Look at me. I smacked Kyler Murray. Yeah, and, it, and I hate this, Carlin, because that's not something that you would do in everyday life. If you're walking down the street, I'm pretty sure this guy wouldn't try to slap Kyler Murray because he'd get the brakes beat off of him. But because of the dynamic, because of the environment, and because of the fact that you paid your money to have this ticket, fans feel entitled to be able to do whatever they want to these athletes, and it's completely unfair. I hate it. It's disgusting. And, I, you know, this fan should never be allowed to go to a game. Not just a Raiders game, Carlin. Any game in the National Football League. And to take it a step further, I wish it was a list where he couldn't go to any sporting event ever again. Yeah. Because that's what this this situation should dictate. Whatever the law is going to do, let that happen. But professional sports leagues, they should do more in terms of making sure they crack down on this type of behavior at the venue because it ruins it for everybody. It ruins it for the fans because, think about it, if players know that something like this is capable of happening, 
How many guys want to go back there and high-five with the fans after they get a big win? After a big win. They're moment? not going to do it. They're not going to do it. I mean, Chris, when does the Lambo leap end at that point? Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's one of the great traditions, but if you get the wrong fan in the wrong spot... Next thing you know, you have ruined it for everybody. And, that, and that's the thing, Carlin. Over the years, this is starting to snowball because you're seeing more and more fans do it in the social media age with Instagram stories and TikTok. Everybody wants their five minutes of fame, and they'll do it at the expense of the athlete. Last time I checked, you enjoy making money, but we, listen, admittedly, have come up a little bit short the last few days, so it's time to make it up to you. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. So let's not waste any time. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. We're keeping it very, very simple this evening. In about, oh, 20 minutes, the Buffalo Bills are set to take on the Tennessee Titans. The Bills in Buffalo on a Monday night at the beginning of the season. Beautiful weather. Fans have been going at it all day long are 10-point favorites. Do yourselves a favor. Just just pound the Bills. Mm. Bills minus 10. Chris, we're keeping it simple. No parlay tonight. Let's not get cute. This is just one of those games where the Bills should just destroy the Tennessee Titans. Correct? Yes, correct. Okay. What are you thinking the final score is? I'm going to go 30-10 to 10 Buffalo. So you're going with the under because the under over-under is at 47.5. I don't want to look at it because I don't want to get cute. I don't want to get cute. I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, it's nice to take the, you know, the the bills and later ten points, but I mean, a little parlay action bumps up, uh, bumps Listen, up what you can get on the payday, man. I'm going to say what a friend of mine said about 15 minutes ago. What's that? You do whatever you have to do. I support you fully. <laughs> <laughs> bills minus ten. Sometimes it's Lock-a-dini. the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Uh, Christopher, Aaron Judge, four for five, two home runs, and the Yankees' 12-8 win over the Brewers. They needed them all because Garrett Cole stunk again. Yeah. Four runs in five innings. But uh, he is now sitting on 59, one behind Babe Ruth, two behind Roger Maris, for single-season home runs by a Yankee, uh, also the American League record, hitting 318. He's one or 316. He's one point behind Luis Arez for the batting title. Yeah. And uh, listen, he's got a legit shot at the Triple Crown here. Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting against Luis Arez from the Twins. Like, yep. I want Aaron Judge to win the Triple Crown. It'd be the first time... Since Mickey Cabrera did it in 2012, and before that, it had been since 1969. So you're talking about the third guy in over 50 years to have won the Triple Crown. Is this going to be the best season in Yankee history for a player, or does that have to include a world championship? Oh, yeah, you got to win a World Series. It can't be the best season in Yankees history if you don't have the hardware at the end of the season. So, in other words, it'll just be the best statistical year in Yankee history if they don't win it. Yeah, probably so. And, and, you're, and you don't seem too interested in that. Well, no. I'm, I mean, I'm happy for Aaron Judge, and I'm happy that he's going to get a bag of money because what is that contract going to look like? It's going to start with a four in front of it, I'll tell you that much. Because if oh, you're yeah. talking about a guy winning a batting title, mm-hmm. I don't care that he's on the other side of 30 years old. Somebody's going to pay the premium because he is 
one of those guys that does everything the right way, and he's ultra productive. Call it. He's a good baseball player. Not just what he does offensively. He's a gold glove outfielder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He can play anywhere in the outfield. So, I mean, this guy is a, a, a fantastic player. Not to mention, he's a physical freak show. You can sell this guy no matter what market he plays in. And I can think of a market, a team that's not far from where he's playing at right now. Wouldn't mind having them in their in their outfield. Yeah, hop over the Triborough Bridge or whatever it's called now. Yeah, yeah, the, the, RFK. the RFK. I still I, I still RFK. call it the Triborough Bridge. Yeah, yeah, so do I. Yeah, but anyway, all I'm just saying is it's great for Aaron Judge, but it doesn't make it feel like doesn't feel like the Yankees are any closer to winning a World Series. Uh, speaking of World Championships, the Las Vegas Aces win the WNBA title. Uh, congratulations to them! First title in Las Vegas professional sports history. And Becky Hammond, in her first year, uh, goes and wins a championship. It's not going to be long. At least it shouldn't be. I it, I would have hoped that it would have happened by now. Becky Hammond should be a coach in the NBA. I don't know what we're waiting on. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, she she cut she her teeth. Coach. She cut her teeth under Pop. She knows what she's doing. She has the respect of of players, both men and women. I, I don't know what we're waiting on. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah, and she is like she was a great player. Yeah. And that's a, what I think people don't even uh, factor into the equation. And she has done everything that she has had to do. So I, I at one point thought that maybe Pop was setting her up for San Antonio to take over for him. Yep. But I don't know if that's the case right now because do you want to set up in a rebuild situation? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it, especially where San Antonio is when selling off a lot of pieces, getting rid of DeJounte Murray this offseason. I don't know that that's the situation you want her walking into. You want her to be in a situation where she has a chance at success, Exactly, and Because she's a a pioneer in that regard. You know what I mean? You cannot give people the ammunition to treat Becky Hammond uh, away because she's a woman. In other words, like, you know, if you're put into a situation like other retread coaches, they're not going to look at her like another retread coach. They're going to say, well, she can't coach because she's a woman. Yeah, if you, threw, if you threw her into the Sacramento Kings mix, exactly. it's not going to, yeah. Yeah, when, you know, I mean, Mike Dunleavy's gotten how many chances? You know, exactly. <laughs> Honestly. All right, number three, this was pretty cool. Uh, after the Lions 36-27 win, uh, Dan Campbell uh, allowed, not allowed, asked his uh Offensive lineman Dan Skipper to go to the podium before any player yesterday after the first win because he's been a practice squad guy for a long time and, as Campbell said, did whatever the team asked, played guard for the first time on Sunday. So here is Skipper on the journey. Uh, six teams, you know, and like I said, been cut all over and just having uh, have my wife and kids here and everything else, you know, it just uh, really comes full circle, you know, and it uh, – it's hard to explain. I don't know. It's kind of the first, uh, it, you know, it kind of makes everything all worth it. You know, all the uh, all the chaos and, you know, just the trials and, you know, having having them here and playing and just, just kind of the cherry on top. I think chaos is a good word for that kind of life. When you're trying to make it happen as a professional athlete and you finally get that chance to, to make it work. But think about it. You got a head coach that understands that life. Yep. Because Dan Campbell was one of those journeyman guys around the National Football League. But Carlin, he was a glue guy. I played with him in Dallas, my former teammate, as intense a player as you ever want to meet. And it feels like that's translating into him turning into a fine head coach. This team plays really, really hard for him. And it happens every single Sunday. 
and they're going to be a tough out. They'll be in the mix for a playoff spot this year. I know it sounds strange to say that with the Lions, but it's true. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.